in this world of of being, you know, constantly trying to add value to others and trying to understand others rather than react and and sort of be impulsive at times. Um, I was able to turn a seemingly very negative situation into one that actually greatly benefited me. Ah, man, ah, that's uh, the power of just um, being curious, man. Yeah. This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Hey, ladies and gents, thank you so much for coming in and tuning in to Scratch Your Own Itch. Uh, I know you could be doing so many other things right now, but you chose to come in and listen to this right here, right now. And I want you to know that you're here for a reason. Um, Not just because, well, like, uh, all of a sudden you stumbled upon it, but no, like, you are the authority of your life, and everything does happen for a reason, and therefore you now can make something out of it, create something out of it. I'm super excited. I want you to take one moment to just take a huge inhale and a huge exhale and just breathe. Be okay where you're at right now. Get excited for any future endeavors and know that you will do everything you can to make everything happen for you. And everything always works out. But anyways, enough with my rant. I've got an awesome guest on today. His name is Jordan Gross. Jordan is a Northwestern and Kellogg School of Management graduate, a two-time startup founder, a TEDx speaker, and a number one best-selling author. His upcoming book, The Journey to Cloud Nine, provides a new approach to the personal development world by using fictional storytelling to reveal some of life's most meaningful principles. Jordan has been asking hundreds of people around the world how they live their lives on Cloud9. And he cannot wait to share this with all of you. So without further ado, give a huge warm welcome to the one and only Jordan Gross. Logan, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I know we've connected on LinkedIn, and I'm super happy that we did. Yeah. Um, I'm, I love it, dude. I, I just... I'm excited for this. Um, I really want to just jump right into it, man, uh, because a little, little bio kind of gives somewhat of a uh, format to who you are. But really, 
you know, not in a too long of an answer, but, you know, a minute and a half or less. Yeah. Uh, how did Jordan Gross get to where he is now today? Yeah. So a minute and a half or less. Let's see if I can do this elevator pitch style. So thank you for having me on, by the way. Um, I know we chatted a couple times in the past, and now I'm excited to get our recording out there to share our great conversations with other people. But anyway, uh, Jordan Gross was always a guy who kind of walked through the motions, sort of lived life according to other people's principles and uh, what was expected of me based off of how other people, for their own right, uh, thought how I could lead a great life. So in high school, it was all soccer and academics, right? And then in college, it was uh, academics and getting the right internships, right? Um, and then it was all about, you know, finding this, this job that was going to set me up for stability and, uh, find, you know, be financially successful and then work my way up the corporate ladder and, and have a successful, stable and sort of predictable life. But for me, uh, that's not really how I wanted it to go. I realized pretty quickly that that wasn't going to be the best route for me. Um, so I did a little bit of self-exploration when I was getting my master's degree so I was about 22 years old, just listening to personal growth and development podcasts and reading books. And I always like to say that my aha light bulb moment was actually the realization that I didn't need that aha light bulb moment. I, I could take control of my life right this moment. I didn't need tragedy to strike. I didn't need a perfect or imperfect alignment of the stars for that matter. Uh, I could go about life following my curiosities and exploring those curiosities in order to find passion and purpose. So that led me to the world of restaurants at first. So I thought that was my passion. I wanted to get into it right away. Uh, I was in a leadership and management program at a big restaurant group. I quickly realized that I sort of fell into my own trap. I, I went for a position that was prestigious. Um, I had a lot of stability in that role. I was making a good amount of money, but it was not aligned with who I wanted to be. Uh, so then I took another step back. With no plan, I quit that job. I wrote a book called Getting Comfy, Your Morning Guide to Daily Happiness. I came out with that book, and for the last year and a half, I've been talking to uh, people like startup founders, high school students, college students, about overcoming stress and anxiety by having a powerful morning routine or just pregame routine before anything stress and anxiety inducing. Um, but this last year, I sort of had a a great little epiphany moment where I passed this boat on the East River in New York City called Cloud Nine. Had a great conversation with an Uber driver about what Cloud Nine living and what Cloud Nine meant to him. Ended up writing a book about it where uh, I, I'm, like it said in the bio, sort of creating a fictional approach for personal growth and development type principles. And uh, I've been talking to people all about their Cloud Nine lives. And really, my whole goal is to inspire interpretation for how you can live a cloud nine day, have a cloud nine week, have a cloud nine meal, evening, morning, and ultimately a cloud nine life. So that's what we're doing here now. And uh, very, very specifically, I'm going on 90 podcasts in the next 90 days, a little bit of my own cloud nine journey to spread awareness for this, uh, this movement and talk to great people like yourself and inspire great audiences like, like you have for uh, the Scratch Your Own Itch podcast it's awesome dude that's awesome yeah. um so i think i want to go into asking you uh, because i'm just curious and i think maybe other people that are creatives might be curious about this yeah how are you 
utilizing your expertise that uh, the thing that you've gone through as far as book writing and publishing what have you found to come um well how did you get on number one best selling like that's not an everyday story like is is there a way to kind of like hack that because i heard there was yeah and i'm not sure if uh, i and i hate that word hack but let's face it um we live in a digital age where we can use hacks tips and tricks in order to get to the top uh quicker faster and um more efficiently yeah so i'll give you two responses here the first one is more of a big picture idea as to how i got the number one bestseller because obviously you have to sell books to get the number one bestseller right um so the thing about my sales approach was that i was all about relationships and just getting the book in the right hands of the people who I think and felt needed it most and uh, having genuine and authentic conversations with people about how it could add value to either themselves or to the communities that they ran, right? So for me, my number one piece of advice for any author out there is to have a launch team. So I had a launch team of 186 people who I personally messaged, called, or emailed telling them that I was coming out with a book and it would be an absolute honor if they could be a part of the launch team. And I gave it to them for free. I gave them exclusive free reading. And all I asked were, was for three very simple things. I asked for them to, one, read the book. Two, I asked for them to review the book on Amazon. So that'll get into part two of the sort of quote-unquote hacking of the Amazon algorithm. And number three, I asked them to share the book with a friend. And whether that was on social media or literally at the water cooler, at their jobs or at their schools, um, those were the three, three asks I had. So that I didn't, you know, they didn't suffer from choice paralysis or anything like that. So they had some pretty simple missions. And I think that was a huge reason why the book was able to do as well as it did. Number two is about optimizing for the Amazon algorithm, which is what you mentioned, this hack that you can have. So there's a lot that goes into it. But the two biggies are reviews, first and foremost. So asking all these people to review the book, leave a candid honest and genuine review of the book, sort of explaining how it impacted them, how it impacted their lives. And uh, so right now I've got 79, um, 79 reviews on Amazon, which is a pretty good amount. A lot of reviews actually got taken down because Amazon viewed them as biased if the reviewer doesn't really separate themselves from the author or if you know something, it's not a verified purchase or whatever, but anyway. That's number one. And then number two is choosing the right Amazon categories. So in order to be a bestseller on Amazon, you have to be a bestseller in the category that you choose. So it's about being strategic in the approach you used uh, for your categories, right? So with a category like inspiration, my book would be competing against Tony Robbins' books and Simon Sinek's books and Hal Elrod's books. So I didn't want to choose a category like inspiration, even though that is an overarching principle of what I'm trying to do. Rather, I really niche down on the categories. So one of the categories was like work-related health, right? It was a number one bestseller in that. It was like teen health. So it was a number one bestseller in that. It was family and relationships, because I talk a lot about that. So it was a number one bestseller in that category. And it was really about choosing a very specific category where you can niche down and see that the number one at the time before your book came out wasn't in like the top 1,000 books ever sold on all of Amazon. 
So that was the strategic angle um, behind it. And really that comes down to doing your research and putting in the time. So yeah, those three overarching principles of uh, your preparation, your research, and uh, the due diligence you're going to do going into a book launch and also the relationships and the people that you're going to have involved. So those would be the three key factors to your question of quote unquote hacking the Amazon system. <laughs> I love it. Dude, this is huge, man. Like, I don't know if many people know about this and, and I think that's incredible advice, like incredible I think uh, the big thing that came out to me was overall relationship building. Um, what's your best piece of overall relationship building advice? Yeah, I love that question because it's one of the skills that I didn't know was one of my strong suits until somebody who was actually my brother uh, told me how good I was at quote unquote networking. Like, I, I don't love that term networking. I try to view everything as more like a friendship. Um, but anyway, my approach with it is to always come from a place of adding value. So here we are, Logan, right? And I reached out to you, even though we've chatted a few times, right? And I wanted to be on your podcast, right? So in building that relationship with you, it wasn't just something where I'd get something out of it. But no, it's I'm going to be on your podcast. I'm going to provide something of value to, to you, to your listeners. I'm going to give you a LinkedIn recommendation after this. I'm going to give you a podcast review after this. So in any way, shape, or form, I'm doing whatever it takes in order to prove to you and to show that this isn't a one-way street, right? I, I'm on your team, we're on the same team here, and we're doing something for each other, adding value to each other, rather than it just being one-sided, right? And then, I said this is, you know, there are two ways to look at it. There's the other thing of building relationships with, like, people who you aspire to be like, right? So I'll give the example of... Hal Elrod. So Hal Elrod wrote a book called The Miracle Morning, and that was the book that inspired my first book. And I like to set unique goals. So rather than just like, you know, um, like write a book, my goal was like have Hal Elrod's phone number. I'm pretty sure that was my goal when I first set out to write this, the last book. Um, so little by little, I tried to do what I could. I, I sort of immersed myself in his email list. I read his books. I listened to his audio books. I listened to his podcasts. Uh, and then bit by bit, I was able to get closer and closer to emailing him personally. And when I emailed him personally, here's a guy who's got seemingly everything in the world. So what could a 20, I was 23 at the time, now I'm 24. What could a 23-year-old aspiring author, speaker, coach do for this kind of person? And at the end of the day, it was the fact that I asked and showed to him that I wanted to add value to him at all that really allowed me to come from a place of authenticity and build an actual relationship with him and get his phone number. So at the end of my message, I said, hey, by the way, you know, I know we're at different points in our careers, but I would still love to add value to whatever you are doing. I, I don't have nearly as big a following as you, but if I could promote any books coming up, if I could be on a launch team of yours, if I can proofread anything for you, like whatever I can do to add value to you and your community and what you're doing, um, I would love to give that back to you um, in exchange for, you know, just being a resource to me and, and somebody who I look up to and answering the occasional email or the text message. So it really comes from a place of what you can do to add value to others. And I think a lot of the times being creative with it is the best approach. 
Dude, uh, I've got a huge smile on my face, my man, just because yeah. I think that uh, it's so important that you do do that um, because of the way you went about it. I think that a lot of people, actually, I don't think I know, a lot of people do uh, go, like, how can I add value to this this huge hero of mine? Yeah. And um, I think just being a little bit more creative around it, uh, just that littlest thing, like even just like like writing a review for someone's podcast and yeah. and messaging them and sending a screenshot and be like, hey, I hope I, I uh, help supported you and your endeavors in any way, man. So uh, this is, but this is about you, not not what I do, but that's a little thing that I do too. So well, that's that's fantastic, and I think at the end of the day, one thing important for the listeners is you might get in your head or you might get overwhelmed in thinking that oh, this isn't enough, right? Like Hal Elrod's got three thousand five hundred seventy-eight reviews on his book, right? So it, me reviewing it isn't going to do anything, but it's one just the fact that you took initiative and put that out there that you were willing to do it really resonates with people. And two, it really is meaningful at the end of the day, you know, like they've got different goals than we have sometimes, you know, they're looking for that next review to be the you know number 10 best selling book of all time, right? And every little bit counts when they're on those kinds of initiatives. So don't, um, don't overlook the, the value that you can add to other people. I think every little bit counts and the fact that you're even willing to do it counts more than you know. Yeah, dude, I, I, can't agree with you more, my man. Um, but I'm gonna I, I'm gonna change ropes a little bit, okay. and um, you know, I think switch it up because I think that a, a lot of podcasts are all about you know talking about the happiest things, you know, book launches, getting married, uh, relationship success. Oh, I got this awesome fitness success, you know. Yeah. But I think to, tuning into somebody that has that on uh, on social media, which looks to be like everybody does. Um, I want to get more vulnerable with you, man, and just ask you. Like, I know it's a, it's a, it could be a tough answer for you, but when is the last time you cried just because something didn't go through? Yeah, I love that question, and I'm not a big crier. Um, I'll tear up during like episodes of This Is Us or like during the ending of Marley and me, but I'm not a big crier where tears will, you know, pour down the face. But, um, I'll, I'll tell you about a time pretty recently when I was very much taken aback by something that didn't work out. And, uh, it was related to the last book that I had. And it was actually about an Amazon review that somebody left for me. So, there I was actually on this tremendous kick of momentum. It was actually the last review to date, like 78 five-star reviews in a row. And then all of a sudden, I look at the review page, and there is no longer all five-star reviews. There is a three-star review. And uh, coming from a place where things were going so right, it was you know, like a slap in the face that there is going to be turmoil. There's going to be obstacles to overcome. And it was my my opportunity to show my resilience in the way that I reacted, that I responded to things rather than reacted. So basically, what the review said was, you know, this book is is fine, but if this you know privileged kid would have just listened to his parents growing up, then none of this would have ever had to have been put into a two hundred page you know story about 
how you should live your life. Something to along those lines. So there's a very, um, very strong, and I said it in a little bit of a nicer way than it was actually written, but it was a time for me to realize like, okay, I can either get angry and upset and go back at this person, or I can try to further understand why this was written the way that it was. And I chose the latter. I chose to ask this person. I reached out to her individually and I said, why, why did you write this? Uh, I'm always curious. I'm always looking to get better and would love to just hear a little bit more from you as to how I can make this a little bit um, more meaningful for the next book that I write so you don't write the same kind of review. And uh, we actually had a great conversation and, and she left me with something that I'm constantly thinking about now, which is how to, how to present things in unique and different ways, right? So to jump back to your question, um, it wasn't a time where I truly cried, but it, it definitely could have been, right? But because I practice so much, you know, self-care and self-awareness, and I'm so fully immersed in this world of, of being, you know, constantly trying to add value to others and trying to understand others rather than react and, and sort of be impulsive at times, um, I was able to turn a seemingly very negative situation into one that actually greatly benefited me. Ah, man, uh, that's uh, the power of just uh, being curious, man. Because yeah. I think curious is the seed of what, what allowed you to move forward through this instead of going, ah, oh, gosh, like, you know, poor me, poor me, and poor yeah. me. Um, and let's face it, like, we all, we all have that uh, internal response at first that it is poor me, and that's okay to go through that. And my uh, one of my favorite acting teachers, because um, I told her, you know, like, uh, one of my worst feelings is I, I, I hate the feeling when I'm tired and I'm just drained and I feel useless. I'd rather die, honestly. And, and, I, and I'm not saying that at all without any truth. Like, I'd rather die when I'm tired and exhausted and I don't know what else to do. And um, she used to just say to me, like, Logan, let the exhaustion pass through or let this anger pass through or whatever you may be going through because it'll turn into another energy. And so I think uh, that's something that I just really want to capitalize on. And um, anyways, I know we could talk for hours, man, because I love what you're talking about. Like, you're yeah. geeking me out. But unfortunately, I want, I want people to get back to their life. So I just got uh, some, some rapid-fire questions for you. Yeah, let's uh -huh. do it. Awesome, dude. So the first one I like to ask is, uh, what's one of your favorite social media channels? My favorite social media is LinkedIn. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, what's the few most influential people that you know? Hal Elrod, Nir Ayal, and uh, Peter Shankman. But obviously before them is my parents, my brother, my grandmas. I love it, man. Uh, what's one of your favorite books? My favorite book right now is The Magic Strings of Frankie Presto by Mitch Albon. Nice. I'm going to have to check that out. I've never even heard of it. It's fiction. I'm majority a fiction reader these days. Awesome, dude. Mm -hmm. What's the best time you found to post on LinkedIn? Ooh, love it. Before 9 a.m. on weekdays. 9 a.m. whatever time zone you're in, because that's when the majority of people are either checking in before they go to their day-to-day 
Um, so yeah. Awesome. Two more questions, man. Yeah. What's one of your favorite events slash social gatherings that you've ever uh, been at? Oh, good question. Um, favorite events or social gatherings that I've ever been at? Probably. I went to a soccer game in Barcelona, and Barcelona's been my favorite soccer team for a really long time. So that was pretty special. That's dope, dude. Yeah. All right. So last one, my dude. Where can people find more of Jordan Gross if they found any of this valuable? And honestly, I don't know how they didn't because, dude, I just want to acknowledge you, man. Like, this is one of my favorite favorites. Just like just being raw, real. Yeah. Um, also given huge valuable, I think, insight on how to become a number one bestseller. And also like being vulnerable on here, man. It's it's not easy, man. It's people talk about it like it's easy, but it's not <laughs> easy. Yeah, well I appreciate that a lot, man. I truly enjoyed this as well. Um if you want to find anything about me or what I'm doing, you can just head over to journeytocloud9.com and that's all spelled out journey T O Cloud nine.com and on there you'll find 90 second interviews of people describing their happiest moments of their lives you'll find nine question interviews about how people create their own cloud nine moments days and overall lives you'll find out more about the book you'll find out this 90 journey this uh journey to cloud nine podcast tour that i'm on going on 90 podcasts in 90 days um and anything else, you, you'll get to know about me as well. So you could also sign up for the email list there too where you receive those 90-second Cloud9 videos every Tuesday and Thursday. So pretty simple. Just go to the website. Everything you need is on there. Man, I love it, dude. All right, you guys, if you made it this far, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, no joke. I, I just want to say that you are truly, truly, truly amazing. Jordan, thank you again, man, for coming on. The thing is, is um, if you've made it this far, then please, I know it's it, it's going to be a little bit of a big ask, but if you found this inspirational, if you found this at all informative, please just hit that share button. Uh, click of the finger. It's easy. It costs you nothing. Uh, and if you hit the share button and also you screenshot it and go, hey, I listened to your podcast with Jordan. Um, I'd love to leave any review, anything that you're trying to promote on the podcast. Cause you know, um, when you're scratching your own itch, good things come to you, you know? So thank you so much, Jordan, again, for, uh, for taking the time to do this, dude. Thank you, Logan. It was really a great way to spend 30 minutes. Likewise, dude. I agree, man. I <laughs> love it. All Wow, you made it to the very end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with your host, Logan Tyler Nelson. To make it to the end? Gosh, that doesn't happen very much nowadays. 
I mean, especially with the constant distraction. So I appreciate all of the efforts that you just took out of your day to make it to the end. And if you hit that subscribe button and leave a review, you would have no idea what that would mean to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to hit that subscribe button. And if you leave a review, check it out. Just screenshot it, send it to me, and I'd love to host your review out on the show. But don't ever forget, like I say, you matter and you're enough. Love is the main reason for how all this happened Love for all my fans, love for all the shows Got love for all my memories, no matter where I go Even if I'm out to nothing, I know there's always something It's not a fitness test, but it'll always